0: I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The
1: podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting.
0: It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible podcast episode 38. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me via the means of a Zoom call is my co-host Adam Richardson. Hello, it's nice to see you Stu. It's all right isn't
1: it? Company at last. We're still stuck in lockdown. We are.
0: And uh, you finding
1: it all right? Yeah, yeah. The podcasts are getting me through it and I'm not just saying that because we're about to do a podcast about podcasts but Yeah, we've been listening to loads of new stuff. Um, Specifically, a podcast that was recommended last week by Rhys James, uh, who was mm. who is from early work? He was talking about business wars, which I've been really getting into. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was one of the guests on episode thirty-seven. Uh, who, who else did we have?
0: Uh, we had Tessa and Stevie from Nobody Panic. Uh, we also had recommendations from the aforementioned Reese uh, and Dan Hudson from A and a Nongay. But let's not get bogged down in last week. They can go back and check that after this. Let's get rolling on today's episode. Who's our first guest? Our first
1: guest is a big one. Is a bit of of an expert when it comes to broadcasting, like ourselves. It's Clara (laughs) Ampho, and she's here to talk about this city.
0: Wonderful. Clara, tell me all about your podcast.
2: So my podcast is called This City with Clara Ampho, and it is all about this city being London and people's relationship with it. Um, So I'm talking to people who are in sport, in music, actors, you name it, if I think they're interesting and they are a person that you are probably aware of publicly. I want to kind of get a bit, you know, kind of see behind, you know, what you're presented, mm. essentially, like on social media and via the papers and whatever. And I just want to have a chat with people about why why they love London, because, you know, everyone's got a story to tell.
0: And so for somebody who's most well-known for being a radio DJ, mm. do you find having... A podcast enables you to have more long form. Conversations with people that you might not have them opportunities to talk at such length on on radio.
2: Yeah, I think I think the, you know the fantastic thing about about radio is that it's live and it's instant, and anything can happen. Um, but also we have got we got scheduled everything, you know, and um, there isn't always chance when There literally isn't time to have you know a half an hour chat yeah. during a three hour music show that where you got you know we want to play your songs in an sure. hour and like there may be a performance and stuff. So it's been great to kind of of um, chat for longer and no, don't get me wrong I do do long form conversations at Radio 1 but it's, it's with it's you know it's with artists sure. and there are people that we chat to on the podcast that aren't artists so it's just for me it was just a way just to sort of yeah extend that love of, of, of chat Really, and also, I can swear on my podcast. I can say what the <laughs> fuck I want, like fuck.
0: <laughs> and so, um, tell I don't us know, about. No one won't
2: be listening, so it's all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, well, tell us about some of the fucking guests you've yeah. had on your podcast. Then <laughs>
2: fuck you <laughs> oh, no, sure. Um So um, I think Mo the comedian was really cool to chat to, just because I think his story was very much about, I think, just saying consistent with your dreams and obviously having a sense of humour about stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was he was really um, really um funny, actually, because when we did the interview, and I took the piss out of him for this, he was doing it in a full Burberry tracksuit. Like, it was a casual one, though. It was, like, all black, but it had, like, Burberry across the middle, like, in, in in black thread. And I was just like, oh, look, someone's doing work. And he's like, look, man, I work hard. But he used to, <laughs> but he used to work in retail. Like, he, yeah. you know, he worked in retail for years and, uh, and on the side, you know, was doing his comedy and, like, just stay consistent with it. And then, you know, build... Built, built up his comedy by the funny videos he did on Instagram, and now he's got a Netflix special. Like it's and this, you know, he's he's just a guy from South. Like that's the thing. He's just, I just love the. The humour and I think the humility of his story. Um, Dina Asher Smith, um, yep. she was great to talk to um, because she gave me some insight into the fact that she'd never taken the night bus before, and I was like, "Oh my god, you haven't lived!" Like the night bus is a rite of passage, man. Like yeah. I, I mean, it's just you never know what you're going to see. Yeah. I feel like there could be a reality TV show made about Such getting the night a good bus, idea. like on the night bus. Um, just because anything truly can go down in there. So that was quite funny um, hearing that from her. And just also learning about discipline. Like her work ethic is amazing. Like when she's like on season, you will not hear from that girl. You will not see her. Like she is in the gym. Yeah. She's on the track. She's so competitive and so focused and that's why she's getting all those gold medals for the UK <laughs> like, and she, she's just fab but um, she told a great story about like, when she was a little kid like literally running away like from her family members and I was like look you see you see like it, it was all training you being a mischievous little scamp because you knew you had the leg power to do what you do yeah
0: and so, is this going to be an ongoing thing? You're going to look into sort of further serieses and
2: absolutely. Oh god, yeah! I'm already thinking about series two, three, four. Um, yeah. I want to. I want to roll it out. I want to do other events around other cities because I think that's the thing. I, th- I think one of the one of the best bits of feedback that I've received, which I'm so happy about, is it's from the non-Londoners. It's from people who said, look, I'm not even from here and I really enjoyed listening to that. I felt like I was with, you know, Mo as he was walking through this history. I felt like I was with Dina, which that to me is, is, the, is, is the magic that making people feel included in the conversation. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, London is is the umbrella for it, but essentially it's just about, about people's lives. Of course. You know, and people's, and people's ambitions and people's um, stories. But yeah, I definitely want to do stuff like outside of the M25.
0: <laughs> and what about live shows? You considered that?
2: Oh, yeah. Don't, oh, don't get me wrong. Like that's that's definitely, definitely going to happen. Like we're we're working on a little something Um like my dream guest for the show would be Naomi Campbell. I would love to do a city live with her because she's just like she's like and girl, you know, and it's just if you like she's an icon Mm -hmm. again like she's just um she's somebody that was just minding her business i think she i think she was walking through covent garden as a teenager and someone was like oi you what's this face all about come with me yeah and it's and and look at her like it's it's truly amazing so i think to do a live show with somebody like her would be an absolute joy so naomi if you're listening (laughs) Please, please, please please be my live show guest. I'd sincerely appreciate it.
0: How regular is the show?
2: Um, Every Tuesday. We're going to put an episode out every Tuesday. On average, there will be. I mean, we well, are yeah, this series. We've got eleven episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always give people no less than six, and as many as I want. So it could be there, there might be there might be some seasons where there's fifteen episodes, uh, but at the very 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 least there'll be six.
0: That's the best thing about podcasting. Yeah. There's no rules.
2: Yeah, there are no rules, and maybe, and, 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 I, and I don't know. Like maybe I'll start coming through like an EP. Maybe I'll just do um, bursts of like three. Yeah. Like, you know, every quarter. Let's see. But um, I'm really happy about it.
0: Where can people hear it?
2: Uh, people could hear it on all your favourite streaming services, so Spotify, Apple, Acast, CastBox, uh, you name it, you, you can stream it there.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Clara. Thank you. Thank you very much, Clara. I, I honestly think that was probably the last podcast I recorded face-to-face before this uh this quarantine was put in place and, uh, and it was a great one to, to finish on. She was um, an absolute bag of energy and, uh, and I'm sure that's just come across um, during her recommendation. Should we, um, should we take a break before we get back to the recommendations? Yeah, why not?
1: Right, we're back and it's recommendation time and we're going to go all the way back to the live launch show that we did for issue seven of Pod Bible magazine, which feels about two years ago but was in fact it's
0: so crazy isn't it I think yeah. with this this lockdown we've, everyone's sort of lost track of time but it really wasn't that long ago yeah um, who, we got, who we got coming up first then
1: well we've got Kate Hutchinson uh, she's from Last Bohemians. she was on a few weeks back talking about that podcast she's done one recommendation and now we're going to hear what her second one was well
0: Perfect. Kate do you want to sort of add the sweet to that sour and, and give us another <laughs> recommendation to kind of... Uh...
3: I feel like all my choices are really like, you know, super, super... super. Well, this one's this That's one's good. cheating a little bit. This one's cheating a little bit because, like I said, um, one of the people that we interviewed in the first series was Bonnie Greer, who is just an incredible mind. Great
4: episode.
3: And Oh, did you listen to that one? What was your favourite bit, when she slagged off Madonna?
4: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was really interesting that she said, if I may, spoil a bit, she was like, Madonna was the sort of death of art in that uh, Madonna was the first person in their sort of New York art scene who was actively seeking fame, whereas everyone up to that point, it was like, you avoid fame, you avoid money, you follow the art. But Madonna was like, I'm here for fame. And it was, like, naked, and that was the beginning of the 80s, she said.
3: Yeah, she doesn't really, like, beat around the bush, Bonnie Greer. Although sometimes she does. So she's... I knew that this this podcast series was in the works, uh, in search of black history. And she touches on some of the themes in in the Last Bohemians podcast. But this is a far greater uh, exploration. I mean, the key is really in search. It's, you know, it's a searching documentary series where she's trying to uncover you know, how, you know, we know that history has been whitewashed, but what are the facts, what are the truths about migration, about things about the empires and how that's all affecting us and and the kind of narrative around people of colour that we hear in history is as the victims and, and trying to kind of change all of that, to challenge all of that. And it's a really interesting listen, because having interviewed Bonnie, I, I know that her, you know, she like vibrates on another level, do you know what I mean? Like, she's like up here, like her, her mind is like going on to this theory and bringing that in and bringing that. And the series, it's a whole kind of series really like that. So there's a lot of... It, it's the series that I really, really want to understand and really get involved, because it's all like interviews with academics and stuff, and to be honest, a lot of it is a bit like, beyond my kind of brain capacity. I mean, it's really smart. But, again, it's one of those ones that I want to be able to go to a dinner party and be like, have you heard about this podcast? And then just reel off loads of amazing facts and, every, and then mic drop and everyone's like, oh, my God, don't even need dessert. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
5: Where do you listen to it? Because it feels like it's one that needs concentration. And I have certain podcasts that if I'm if I'm doing stuff that's busy, I'll have something that's funny or more throwaway. But if it's something a bit heavier, I'll need to give it my, my full focus.
3: You definitely have to give this your... F- and it's beautifully produced. It's beautifully produced by Isis Thompson and Shulkin Blade. And it really moves along. You know, there's lots of great music in it. There's lots of bits. You know, they've, they've, put, they've edited it together really well so that simpletons like me can follow it. Mm. But, yeah, I'm really amazed... At, like, people who will come in to, like, you know, I'll see them down the pub or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah, last night I just, like, absolutely hammered it through, like, you know, this podcast. And I'm like, wow, I just... I find that really challenging mm. to switch everything off and just really, like, immerse myself. But this one's definitely worth doing it for.
5: Yeah, I love that. So, so where did, did you hear about it? Or was it when you were lining up your interview with...
3: Yeah, like I said, I, I'm totally cheating on this on this one <laughs> on this recommendation. But yes, when I was lining up, you know, I was an early adopter. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was the, had the inside knowledge, and um, and yeah, you, it's on Audible Originals. Yeah. I think you can listen to it there and there only, maybe.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is it's only on Audible.
3: Yeah, but Bonnie's just you know she's one of those people. Last thing I say, you know, you see her on Question Time or you hear about her on Twitter, and I think maybe you only get like one side of her but she's just she's incredible to listen to again like her voice is beautiful you know she she's talking about you know things like we are made of the bones we're made of and you're like yes bonnie absolutely that's totally what i was thinking yeah she's just uh it, it's wonderful i'm great i'm just really pleased that she's got a whole series we too, we can enjoy
5: is, is, is there a specific episode that you'd recommend people start with or is it a, an ongoing search as such?
3: Yeah, it's definitely one that I think it, it all sort of link. I don't think there's a sort of standout. It all kind of links together in a kind of... And then you learn this. And then there's this eye-raising bit of information. And then you realise that the, you know, the empire was really, you know, ethnically diverse. And then there's this, you know. So, yeah, all together.
5: Do you feel... The responsibility as a white person to educate yourself greater on on, on black history because i think it 's a really interesting one that i when black Panther came out I, I heard all this this story of of it 's great to have this a superhero for, for for people of color to get behind, and all the black families i 'd grown up with and knew had loads of heroes in, 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 in malcolm x in in all these different people, but what I saw at the cinema was all the young white kids who didn't have any black heroes. Do you know what I mean? Who hadn't been shown that history and taught that history. So do you think it's... I think sometimes with... You see it a lot in Black History Month. A lot of people will feel, oh, I I should stay away from that. It's not for me. I'm, I'm a white person. But I think, if anything, there's a greater responsibility to jump in on that and learn that, educate yourself in that world.
3: Yeah, I'm completely not educated enough. And yeah. and if I just think about what I learned about in school, you know, and the sort of very... I mean, th- they talk about it in, this, um, in, in the series about how this kind of whitewashing of the classics of, and about, you know, uh, the Greeks and the Romans and everything, and that only really happened when this idea of empire came into play. Things were apparently much more diverse in the learning about that era. Whereas we only got... Talk about things that were you know it was it was very very whitewashy mm. to use a very not very yeah to use that <laughs> that's not the way to put it but anyway yes so I think it's really important and that's why I think this um this documentary series is really incredible and really important because it's challenging all these things that I have absolutely no clue and I really should know more about definitely
5: It's what I I love about podcasts kind of existing outside of the general constructs of the media because there is a thing, and it's interesting, the two podcasts that you've chosen, if the BBC have a poetry month, they then won't, not to have a go at the BBC, but they then won't particularly commission anything poetry-based for the rest of the year because they've done their poetry month, and we see a lot of that with Black History Month. There'll be so many great documentaries but they should be all, all year round as well, and it's the beauty of things like this, of going, no, this isn't you know using a marketing ploy to get on board with us is going no this is education that needs to happen constantly rather than purely in a focus period and
3: maybe podcasting will be the platform that really challenges that i mean it's so punk you can yeah. kind of do you can what i love about it is you can create a world you can create your own world you can uh, create a story that didn't wasn't there but you know whatever you can do whatever mm. and you know other media platforms are way more restricted in that in yeah. that um So, yes, I'm quite hopeful for this uh, platform as somewhere that can really push those boundaries and, um, and let people tell the stories that we don't get to hear in other traditional media forms.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much, Kate a great recommendation there in search of black history head over to audible and and check that out now adam who we got next we've got big friend of the podcast
1: brett goldstein he of course hosts the excellent films to be buried with which you've guested on i have Uh, and uh he was on the live show with kate and literally just after she recommended in search of black history brett got on the mic and recommended this podcast
4: Brett, podcast about poos. Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> my next choice is shit pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: people bring their own poo yeah. to
4: a studio. I do the art for that one as well. <laughs> no, bro. No, my next and... one's really serious, actually. Uh, no, my other recommendation is uh, Com Com Pod, the Comedians Comedian Podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> uh, which is uh, a podcast I've listened to every episode of. I, I, it's Stuart Goldsmith, and he interviews comedians uh, one at a time, uh, like as in a long form interview where he talks about. He initially started it because he he said I do stand up, and there's no like training. You never, no one ever t- tells you how to do stand up. You just sort of learn. And he, so he started with interviewing very successful comedians sort of said, how do you write? How do you do stuff? Because he'd been doing it for years and years and has no, what's the word, uh, craft or process, any of it. Uh, but as it developed, it sort of became much more like a therapy session. And the truth is I know, because I do comedy, believe it or not, I know uh, <laughs> I know all the comedians. So for me, it's like listening to a friend of yours in therapy Which is very, you know, you feel like a naughty boy. Isn't that a bit weird? But you like seeing them afterwards, (laughs) and then you're like, "Oh,
3: I know that story about the thing." Yeah,
4: but he's also he he's quite um, he's asked me to go on it a number of times, and I've said I won't because he's very good at getting stuff out of people, and he'll always ask at some point. He'll go, "Are you happy?" And I'm always like, he's like, come and do it. And I'm like, if you said to me, are you happy? I'd say yes, and then you'd go, are you happy? And then I'd cry. And that'd be... (laughs) I was like, the world doesn't need that. Uh, But it's also very, you know, it's sort of interesting. I think a lot of people find... I don't think you have to be into comedy to uh, get into it. It's just really, really good sort of solid interview show.
5: It's such a wonderful kind of the only question that is... The core one that's repeated is "Are you happy?" Yeah. and it's such a interesting and powerful one to have, and such a simple one because people will dismiss it casually. Yeah. People will really analyze it and, and, and get into it. There's oft, It's often the most uncomfortable question yeah. of the podcast. So it's,
4: is there it always something comes that you... as a shock to them as well. Yeah. Like, have you never heard this show? <laughs> They're always yeah. like, oh, uh, what? Good. So, sorry. So where did you
5: find out about it though? Where, where did it, it
4: I come just, into your life? I think because I, I, I think the first episode, when it came out, Stuart Goldsmith did a tweet about it and I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. It's been going a long time, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been a... going about five years, I think. Over 300 episodes, I think, yeah. is that
0: right? Yeah. yeah. So if you had to sort of turn someone on to it that hadn't listened to it before, is there yeah. any sort of specific episodes that you'd say? Can't oh, yeah, it I made
4: a... I've listened to every... I've only every... Not... I've only pulled out of one episode, and I won't tell you which, oh, but it was a, it was fucking these people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a good one. Pappy's Fun Club. Do you know Pappy's? Yeah. Pappy's, yeah, that's right. Gail Porter in the front row, she knows them. The,
5: uh, the only reason not a lot of people here w- will know them is they yeah. have a live podcast on tonight. Tonight, yeah. Oh, really? So their crowd would be oh, at their right. live podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Pappy's are wonderful, they've got a great... Yeah. Yeah.
4: They're a sketch group and they're very silly and they're very fun. And what's really interesting about their sh- episode is it was a live one, so you sort of thought, oh, this is just going to be there mucking around, which it is for the first half. And then at some point, something happens and suddenly they, they tell this thing, I won't spoil it, but like an incredibly sort of vulnerable, honest sort of moving stuff happens and you're like, shit, this is good stuff. So I'd recommend that's a good one. They're all pretty good.
3: I really want to hear you on this podcast talking about your poo fixation. It's all going to come out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: She's on to me. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I think we uh, that's pretty much How the end of the
0: podcast, podcast. I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think We've so. Done two recommendations. Yeah. Would you like you you were you, about got to got... say something? Then well, ahead. yeah,
3: I'm just curious as three people who are very immersed in this whole world. Oh. <laughs> Where did you meet Brett? <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, just what you see is the, I think the big question on everyone's minds, isn't it, is not As well, a lot of people are talking about podcast. you know, if podcasts is, my friends never want to go out of me anymore because they never want to hear the word podcast. You know, there's podcasts bloody everywhere and it's big and it's booming and everything and, and what do you see as being the kind of, what excites you about it and what do you see as being the future? Where is it going to go?
0: What excites me? where is it going to go, I'll, I'll let, Adam and, and, and Pip answer that. But in regards to what you initially said, you mentioned punk, and that's the thing that instantly drew like drew me to podcasting. It was the fact that you don't necessarily have to have any background in, in broadcasting. You can buy yourself... You can do it on your phone. You can buy yourself a cheap recorder. And if you're having good chat with people and people enjoy it, it's, it's as punk as it gets. And I, and I love that. I love the fact that through years of trying to get record deals and things like that. It was all in the hands of the record labels. And this is, like, just completely the old boy. That's what I love about it. And that's everything the Pod Bible is. That's three guys that just set up a magazine on a little idea. And, and it's yeah, and we're sitting here having this chat, so it's lovely.
1: Well said. Mm. you. want me to talk about the future of podcasting? Do it. <laughs> Pip.
5: What do you reckon? Oh, did that again. <laughs> I think we've had a perfect example tonight. Um, The Comedians Comedian was one of the earliest podcasts I remember and it was the start where podcasts were someone talking to someone else and that's it on a long form, all very low key and I love that things like that are still going and still enriching but Things like "In Search of Black History" and, and 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 poetry unbound show that there's huge variation in it. Things like "In Search of Black History," but also things like soundtracking and that are bringing over the production values of radio and going. It doesn't. For a long time, everyone was starting podcasts and thinking, "Oh, the only thing that we can do is have an unplanned conversation. It be a bit sloppy, and we leave in the bit. Where we go, oh." I'm already recording and, 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 and stuff like that. That was all the podcasts were. And I think the, the great development we've seen is that that can still be podcasts, but it can be such a wide genre now. Radio is thousands of different things. There's so many different kinds of radio out there. It's not all what Radio 1 is or not all what talk radio is or or, or whatever else. So I think that's the exciting future of podcasts. People like Again, I feel like I'm doing a a roundup of the night, but The Grub is a prime example of people who would want to have a sketched TV show, but, as you said earlier, would have to go through commissioners and would have to go through so many walls to get that made, whereas a podcast, they can just start it and prove that it works, stuff that maybe wouldn't work on paper, but they can take the risk themselves rather than asking someone else or having to try and convince someone else to take the risk. So I really think the future of podcasting is as broad as... As, as as the imagination can take it, really. It's
3: exciting, isn't it? it thank is. you so much for having us. That's all right. Thank Thanks you for, for coming along, and, and thank you, thank you, all, thank
5: for
0: you. All, thank for all for coming along. <clears throat> Wonderful stuff. Thank you very much, Brett Goldstein. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast. So, what we always do at the end of the podcast is tell you how we can all get in touch and have a chat. So, yeah, we're on social media. We're on all the usual platforms at Pod Bible. If you don't get involved in social media, that's fine. You can email us any thoughts or questions you've got at info at podbiblemag.com. Ad, do you want to tell everyone about the website? Yes,
1: podbiblemag.com is the website, and you can go there and uh, read the magazine. We've got eight magazines now to. to- flick through and find nice recommendations and if you're if you're finding that your library is actually getting a bit full a bit jam-packed then don't worry it's not all just recommendations we've got plenty of uh, interviews and other things like that as well in those magazines Uh, you can read digital versions or you can order the issues to your door and you can also read our blog where we've got loads of other extra interviews and interesting
0: articles as well so we 've also got something to shout about we 've got a newsletter um, which is uh, something we recommend you sign up for we 're not going to bombard you with loads of emails once a week. You get a, a really slick looking email with some recommendations and some other really interesting little bits of news about what 's going on in the world of podcasts. But just in case you needed that little bit extra push to sign up mm. what are we 're going to do adam we 've got an incentive we 've got a competition.
1: Um, So basically, if you sign up for the newsletter, then in a couple of weeks, we will randomly pick three names from uh, everybody who is on the mailing list, and we will send you our entire back catalogue. So I mentioned that is eight magazines, eight lovely, beautifully put-together magazines, just to big ourselves up uh, with loads of great
0: information. I mean, big big yourself up because you put the magazine together, right? So you just literally, um, yeah. Sign up and uh, help Adam massage his ego. Yeah,
1: I mean, the layout, you just got to, guys, if you haven't seen the mag, you've just got to get it to see the layout. It's incredibly laid out. Um, covers, n- nothing to do with me, but I-, I personally think each front cover is a little mini work of art in in its own. They're done by uh, Dan Evans. So, um, yeah, we- we're going to send those out to three lucky winners, and all you have to do is sign up to the newsletter to be w- in with the chance
0: of winning. So head over to com now. We're going to sign out. And we'll see you next week. Catch you later. Thanks for listening.